Let's now move to, to a guest in South Africa, but it's also from the USA, Dr. Meredith, Meredith Gore, who's a world-renowned conservation social scientist. Lots of words, uh, and, and perhaps the more important one in the context of all of that is what we're going to talk about, which is using wildlife as an economic tool. Now, why would that be the case? So let's find out. On the line, Dr. Meredith Gore, thank you for your time, and thanks for joining us. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Thank you. So, so tell me about that. Wildlife is an economic tool. It, it's not something we in, in South Africa would ordinarily think about. In fact, the big debate about growing our economy is like, let's get entrepreneurs going and, and, and do that in massive numbers in our townships. So, so where, where do you fit in on this? So I'm a conservation social scientist, right? So I study the human dimensions of wildlife management. One of the aspects of this is thinking about how humans derive benefits from interacting with natural resources. So those benefits could be economic, they could be cultural, they could be religious. And so certainly here in South Africa, there are so many opportunities for people to interact with wildlife, and one of those interactions could be economic in nature. All right. And what then is your assessment of of that level of wildlife interaction that could be economic in nature in our country right now? How much of the terrain do you know? Sure. Well, I've um, been able to travel around different parts of South Africa this week at the invitation of the U.S. mission to South Africa. And I've had the pleasure of interacting with a number of stakeholders that um, have ben- that derive benefits from from wildlife. So certainly, there's tourism, there's sustainable use, there's cultural and religious benefits, um, and they range throughout the country. Oh, you, you also said, and I, and, and I mean, do, do you have evidence, therefore, of of can I mean can, can I use the word you know wildlife entrepreneurs? <laughs> well, one of the things that I'm most interested in actually is wildlife poaching and wildlife trafficking. And so I do think that there are probably a number of wildlife entrepreneurs out there in this world, including here in South Africa. Um, One of the things that I uh, conduct research on and collaborate with partners on around the world is thinking about how wildlife trafficking might undercut those economic investments and opportunities for different types of stakeholders to derive benefits from wildlife. So I do like your term, wildlife entrepreneurs, but certainly we would be interested in the legal entrepreneurs only. Mm. Let, let's talk about traffic. I mean, we touched on it a few days ago with the with the head of the Kruger National Park. And, 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 and I mean, as you know, it's a growing phenomenon. It's a huge, huge problem. Of course, it's downright illegal, but it comes at the cost of wildlife and it comes at, at the cost of a whole lot of other things as well, right? How, you know, that's certainly where your heart lies. I mean, what, what's the thought in terms of the cost in terms of the loss of these animals and therefore the cost to stop it in terms of, you know, policing? Yeah, I think that's a really interesting question. Thank you for answering it. Right, so I'm a social scientist. So, of course, I think about the ecological dimensions of, of wildlife trafficking, but my expertise really rise, lies on the social side of things. And so wildlife trafficking, it undermines the rule of law. It undercuts sustainable development investments. It's associated with other forms of criminality, like um, all sorts of criminality, like drug trafficking, gun trafficking. Um, It's associated with spread of zoonotic diseases. And it also undermines people's ability to derive cultural benefits from wildlife. So there's so many different human impacts associated with wildlife trafficking. Hmm. Well, what about, you've also suggested that it, it would be that when you're using wildlife as an economic tool, it would be able to combat uh, not just poverty, but also crime. Tell me about that. Well, I think that 
I think that there are a number of opportunities, again, for people to derive benefits from wildlife. And certainly here in South Africa, there are um, a number of models that I've seen, right? So there's wildlife-associated tourism, there's sustainable use, there's photography, et cetera. And so I do think that wildlife trafficking is a crime. It's It's a form of criminality. And so um, when we start to think about wildlife trafficking in that way, um, we can start to think about how that kind of undercuts, again, um, these benefits that people can derive from wildlife. Yeah. I suppose the flip side of that is one is, you know, protecting this unique culture of wildlife. And as you know, South Africa is incredibly rich with that culture. But is the is the tourism element also not seen as exploitative as well, on the one hand, tourism uh, brings people to wildlife, which gets us appreciating it. But can it also be seen as exploitative? Gosh, I think that's an interesting question. I think that you know, in my experience, and, and I've had the good fortune to conduct research in in many African nations, Southeast Asia, South America, um, and also the United States. I think that I think that human human relationships with the environment and human relationships with wildlife they vary everywhere, and so I think that. Sometimes those relationships are, are, are in the eye of the beholder. Sometimes those relationships um, cause conflict for people, and other times they don't. Um, I'm not a tourism expert, so I guess I can't comment any further, mm-hmm. but I, I do know that, the, that human wildlife interactions really do vary uh, across space and time. Mm. Why, why are you in the country? Oh, that's a really good question. I am here at the invitation of the U.S. Mission to South Africa, and I've been invited to um, interact with different stakeholders associated with wildlife conservation, wildlife poaching and trafficking. Um, I've had the good pleasure of interacting with a number of conservation organizations, um, the South African Wildlife College, uh, different universities, um, Protect Rhino Project, Project Rhino, all sorts of amazing uh, conservationists. And I'm just here to learn. I'm here to explore opportunities to collaborate and and listen. Mm. And and therefore, in your collaboration and listening, just in the next uh, 30 seconds before we wrap up, what, what, what have you learned? What have I learned? I've learned there's an amazing diversity of stakeholders invested in wildlife conservation in South Africa, and I'm a chronic optimist, and so interacting with all this diversity has really, uh, it's helped me draw strength and, and, and be positive in the face of a lot of this negative news associated with wildlife trafficking. Well, absolutely. I understand. I mean, I've, got, I've got your website called what, conservationcriminology.com. Is that yours, right? Yes, thank you. Okay, so there we are. Well, I'm going to. I'm, I know you're on Twitter because I'm just. Fo- I've just followed you, so you can follow me. But also do tag us um, with regards to your website, but also on a range of other issues around wildlife conservation, etc., etc., etc. And I will gladly share that as well. All right, if you can do that. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. Okay, that's where we're going to leave it. Thank you for your time. Most appreciated. Enjoy the rest of your trip in our country, Dr. Meredith Gore, who's a world-renowned conservation social scientist and really yeah, that's it social science about the science of just collaborating and moving on a social level and how it impacts on broader south africa on this global society right you know as always we have podcasts we'll have a podcast about a discussion around the the liver transplant as well tomorrow together with the earlier discussion we had with the big hitter which was tembisa fakude so check that out on the website but also drop me an email if you wish to engage with me uh, directly ashraf at safm.co.za right as always we get to our late night drama and it's called josie dark